What's up, podcast listeners? On this episode of the podcast, I'm hanging out with a local West Michigan man, Chris Heilman. Chris is the CEO of Uccello's Restaurant Chains and Restaurant Groups in uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. They own some phenomenal pizza, Italian, happy hour hangout spots uh, in the in the greater Grand Rapids and West Michigan area. But he, Chris, is much more than just a restaurant manager. He's a man who's grown up in the restaurant industry, worked every job, hustled his way, and is just a humble leader who I've just, I, in even in the brief conversations that we've had, I have just been blown away by his uh, ability to meet people where they're at, the uh, humility, work hard, be humble, and just is a fantastic, fantastic human being. So Chris, thank you so much for being a guest on this podcast. Thanks for changing lives every single day in the West Michigan area. And I just wanted to say I really, really enjoyed this show, and I hope everybody else does as well. Chris, well, thank you for being a guest on this podcast. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, Matt. As we were uh, as we were chatting a little bit about this, ideally, rather than recording uh, remotely, we need to have a couple beers in front of us or a pizza or something like that. But uh, I'm, are you recording from Grand Rapids or where are you at? Yeah, I'm working from home uh, this afternoon and I live in Hudsonville, Michigan. Normally, uh, my office is in downtown Grand Rapids. Love it. Love it. So... Uh, with with COVID stuff, how often are you going heading into the office? Or are you pretty much completely remote? No, I'm doing. Um, I'm in the office uh, most of the week, uh, depending on what I have going on. Personally, if I have some obligations, I might uh, spend some time working from home. But uh, uh, Fridays is is a time where I might spend some time working from home in the afternoons. Uh, after I've got I've got some Zoom meetings in the morning that we do for the company that uh, once I get those knocked out, it uh, makes more sense just to keep uh, keep working and uh, not have to take the commute into the office and back. Yeah, love it, love it. So I obviously am very familiar with the, you know, the current restaurant uh, organization you're a part of, which I'm excited to hear you share a little bit about. But before we get into that, would you mind just giving your story? I mean, I'd love to hear your background and I'd kind of love to hear, you know, leading up to what you got going on today. Yeah, for sure. So my story begins uh, a long time ago in the restaurant business. Uh, my first job was as a dishwasher, and uh, I kind of bounced around quite a bit uh, in just about every uh, job you can do in a restaurant, from fast food to pizza maker, delivery driver, uh, busboy, server, line cook, uh, everything. And so I got my first management position uh at uh, charlie's crab i was working as a line cook in the kitchen at uh at charlie's and um i got a new chef and um he saw some things in me that uh, uh he felt like uh, i could be a great addition to his team and so he asked me if i wanted to be a sous chef and you know i jumped at the chance and uh, really appreciated the opportunity and uh i I call that my culinary school. I, I really learned uh, everything on the culinary side um, at Charlie's Crab and under Chef Dave. He was uh, one of my mentors for sure, uh, but learned a lot about, um, you know, just any, everything culinary related. And uh, so I got, uh, I did that for about four or five years and then got my first chef position at Kahunaville, uh, which was a um, kind of a tropical themed restaurant uh, it was in the Rivertown Crossings Mall, right when Rivertown Mall first opened up in the uh, early 2000s, and uh, did that for about five years, and it was a great experience. Loved that uh, 
restaurant, still friends with a lot of people. That, uh, we worked together uh, almost 20 years ago um, and then uh, moved on uh, and uh, eventually wound up with the uh, working with the Uccello family. Um, started with them in 2005, so it's been over 15 years now. I came on board as a general manager at the Uccellos in Caledonia, uh, opened that restaurant and uh, did that for a couple of years and uh, we were growing and um, you know they felt like I was somebody who could help them grow and so I got uh, promoted to director of operations. I did that for about seven years and we continued to grow the Uccellos brand here in Grand Rapids uh, and um, we eventually branched out uh, into uh, other concepts. We opened uh, Urban Fire Pizzeria, so I co-founded that with uh, the Cello family. Uh, we uh, built that concept together and opened up two of those restaurants in 2016 and 2017. And uh, we added on another Uccello's downtown uh, after that. So we're at uh, eight restaurants now. And so that's kind of uh, my story. I got promoted to the CEO of the restaurant uh, back in 2015, you know, when we started growing the company um, to, you know, multiple concepts and, and um, several restaurants, you know, we felt like we needed somebody in that role. And so uh, I got the opportunity. I've been doing that for about five years. And uh, and uh, that's, that's my story uh, in a brief... Uh, uh, yeah. The, uh, the, 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 the four minute, five minute highlights. I love it. So yeah. one, one thing, um, in a similar, so my very first job, uh, I, I, well, so I started a lawn care company when I was, um, like 15, 16 and very first job was basically picking weeds and, you know, pulling weeds and, uh, putting down mulch for a funeral home director. And mm -hmm. so started, you know, kind of early and then obviously the business grew a little bit. Um, but for me, there, there's parts of like my life now that I look back and I'm thinking, man, I'm jealous of what I was doing then, how clear headed I was, how just, you know, simple grind and hustle and, and, you know, just get the work done sort of thing. So is there any part of you looking back to like your earliest like dishwashing days or line cook days? Is there any part of you that's like jealous of that? So like, I guess first question would be, what, what, what do you look back and kind of wish you could relive then? And then secondly is, what is, you know, part of looking back at those days that you're so glad that you're now in different levels of the restaurant industry? Yeah, so the first question, oh, just looking back at, at being a dishwasher in, in the early years and, you know, just, uh, you know, just being really humble, I, I've discovered that those were probably, you know, my most humble times that I've been was when I was a dishwasher and now as a CEO and, you know, the parts in the middle, those were the toughest parts at learning how to become a leader and learning how to, uh, work with other people. And, 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 um, you know, that was just being humble and learning, you know, how important humility is. And so just coming full circle from like, when I was a dishwasher, like you're the bottom of the barrel, the, the bottom of the rung. Uh, and now I'm like, I feel like I, I, at that same level of humility, like I'm here because of everyone else around me. And, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm only as good at what I do as, as, as the team that I have around me. So that, that's pretty cool to think about it that way. Actually, um, the first job I had as a dishwasher uh, was at the Hong Kong Inn, downtown Grand Rapids. It's where the Graham is now, which is right across the street from 
uh, the huge halls downtown, which is uh, the Ledyard building is where our corporate office is as well. So like, I'm always like right across the street from where I started as a dishwasher. Yeah, there's going to be something sentimental about that. I love yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. So um, is there something to be said about sort of leading? Uh, like when I think about restaurants and you being able to, or you kind of literally serving every different position that you can in the restaurant industry, does that earn a lot of respect among, you know, your employees to say that like, Hey, if you need to, you can get your hands dirty and you at least know what you're doing a little bit, or you're humble enough to do that. Is that something that, you know, people look up to, is that pretty well received in the industry? I think so. For sure. People see, uh, somebody who's worked their way and, and done every job and knows what it's like to be stuck in the dish pit and having, um, just to be experiencing that, having people throwing silverware in the, in the silverware, uh, you know, container and it's splashing you and, you know, just being wet all the time, you know, people, people respect that. And that's, you know, one of the things I'll do, you know, t- today is, you know, if I need to help out one of the restaurants, uh, that's probably the, you know, the place that I would go and feel more, most comfortable being able to do. I, I don't have the technical competences to run a station on the line or, you know, serve a table and that kind of stuff anymore. But, uh, you know, I can always just jump back in the dish, dish machine, their dish area and run that. So people see that. And, you know, I, I went to about, a, uh, I didn't even make it one full semester of college, uh, before I dropped out of Grand Rapids community college. Uh, and so, uh, my education was the school of hard knocks. I had to work my way up and, and learn all the jobs and learn all the roles and, and be able to do them. So, um, you know, people are surprised when they hear me say that, uh, think, you know, to get to, oh, you're a CEO, you know, you must have went to school for X number of years and have these degrees and this and that. And, you know, I'll be the first one to tell people, you, you know, it's not necessary to have those things. Um, it's it's good. I'll, I'll encourage everyone. I'll, I'll encourage my, my kids definitely go to school, but uh, it's not a requirement to be successful. Um, you can have success uh, in in different ways, and, and uh, it may take you longer uh, to do that, um, but it, it may not either. So, um, I, th- I, I you know, to answer your question, yes, I think people definitely respect somebody who's worked their way up and done all the jobs and knows uh, what it's like to get your hands dirty and is, is willing to do that at any point in time. Well, I mean, I, I, there, there's so much to be said by the fact that, um, yes, obviously college education can lead to a lot of wonderful things, but your success came from hard work and humility. And those are, uh, two very, 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 uh, people talk about those things, but to actually go and live it is a different story. And I, you know, your background and your story is living proof that, you can have a pretty amazing career and you can do some amazing things and, you know, have an influence in the world by literally just putting your head down and working hard and having a, you know, a humble shoulder to you too. So I, I, I think that's freaking awesome. Um, do you, uh, so, so you mentioned your sort of quote unquote culinary school, just like your MBA was in hard knocks, your culinary school is kind of cooking directly underneath, uh, you know, somebody who is your mentor. So in that world, this is kind of more asking specifically about restaurants. Like when you're going through learning, you know, different cooking or different, you know, uh, best practices of how to cook in a restaurant, 
does the type of like, how am I trying to ask this? Does the type of like training matter when it comes to that? Or is there, there's sort of a basic need for a certain level of like culinary education. And then you kind of specifically become an expert in one lane or in one different area. Does that make sense? A little long winded, but what I'm trying to get at is do you sort of broadly go into culinary or do you hyper-focus pretty early on? Yeah. So I, I think, you know, there's, there's a couple different ways to go about it. You know, there's uh, obviously a lot of people in the restaurant business that went to culinary school and, and learned a lot of great things, but I mean, the real world experience um, is invaluable. And so there's, there's a lot of people that I worked with uh, in the past who um, did it the way I did, who just learned and, and was in there grinding uh, every day and, uh, you know, just soaking up information from, from a chef they worked under um, and, um, you know, got the experience that way. And so, um, you know, I think both ways can work really well. I think mean, sometimes in, in, in the restaurants, at least in the old school days when I was doing it, you know, some of the culinary students didn't always get the, get the most respect uh, when they came in fresh out of culinary school and maybe weren't uh, able to run a station. You know, that, that was one of the ways that uh, you could always gain the, the most respect uh, from the rest of the, the culinary team was like, can you run a station? Can you, you know, kick butt on a Friday or Saturday night and get out dinner service and hit ticket times and have the food the way it's supposed to look and, and how it's supposed to taste. And um, so, you know, it, it, it it's tough to say, you know, uh, on what's the best way to go. You know, I think, um, you know, both a combination of both uh, is probably the best way to go and, and get your your culinary chops uh, is, um, you know, definitely learning, going through culinary school and um, learning it that way. But um, gosh, that real world, world experience of getting in there and, and grinding is, you know, in my opinion, just is, is just the best way to go. Yeah, I love that. Um, what would you say is the hardest thing to get right in the restaurant industry? I mean, obviously people hear about restaurant turnover happening all the time and obviously you throughout your career figured out how to do some things right. So what would you say is, yeah, one of the, one of, one of the hardest things to get right in the, in the restaurant industry? Yeah. Consistency is, is always really tough. Like, you know, you think about a company like, like McDonald's, for example, who, you know, you can get a Big Mac and it tastes the same no matter where you are on the planet, you know, being able to nail down that consistency and, you know, with us um, having, you know, six different Uccellos and two urban fires, you know, it's, it's difficult to be consistent um, across the board throughout all of our restaurants and do everything exactly the same and make sure, uh, you know, the service we provide and the hospitality we provide uh, and, you know, the, the food quality and, um, you know, how the food tastes, the flavor profiles is exactly the same at one Uccello's and at every single other one, you know, so that's always really tough to do, you know, um, you know, I think, uh, that's probably the biggest challenge you have, uh, you know, staffing the restaurants is always difficult. And right now that's a big challenge for us as well, but yeah, I would have to say just being consistent. Um, this is your, with Uchalas, is this your first, uh, CEO role? 
Yes, absolutely. Yeah, as I mentioned, I was director of operations for Uchels prior to the yeah. role, and so then uh, I, you know I moved up to, to the CEO position uh, after seven years of doing that. What would you say is um, uh, different about being a CEO of a restaurant group than maybe a traditional company? Wow. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, and maybe that, you can start with what would be similar too, because I guess that's a, that's a good thought as well. Yeah, well, I think, you know, just being a leader and providing leadership and direction to the organization um, as the visionary uh, is, is important. And that's something that's got to happen in every organization from, from the CEO level. You've got to provide the vision to your team and to everyone in your organization and make sure everyone uh, knows what that vision is and is following through on that every day. You, uh, you may not be allowed to answer this question, but uh, working in a restaurant or working at a restaurant, do you get sick of the food? <laughs> that, uh, that is a good question. And, uh, Are you going to play the fifth on that one? <laughs> I'm going to say that there's some items that you may not want to try again for a while, you know, after, you know, <laughs> you've got your go-tos that you like, are your favorites on the menu. Uh, and then there's some ones that uh, you're like, okay, I've had this for a couple of times and, you know, try some other things. But, you know, from my perspective, I always try to like to try different, uh, you know, of our dishes, different ones so that, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, also doing some R and D at the same time and making sure, uh, it tastes the way it's supposed to and looks the way it's supposed to and things like that. But uh, our, our menu at Uccello's is so huge that it's hard to say, you know, after a while, you know, I mean, there's there's so many things that you can kind of just rotate through and try different things. And Urban Fire, I just love the pizza at Urban Fire. It's just, you know, amazing. Every pizza, you know, you can, I can have just a regular pepperoni pizza or I can have one just loaded with toppings and, you know, there's so many different options at Urban Fire too, and different combinations of pizza you can have. So uh, it, it's it's difficult to get to the point where you know you're sick of the food. Well, and on that note, how do you not get you know fat as all get out? Because <laughs> I think I I think I'd be fat as can be if I even work close to a restaurant. It, you have to. Uh, there's moderation, so you have to eat in moderation. <laughs> so. Um, again, I'm going to ask potentially a dicey question, but um, my so. You've predominantly been in West Michigan your whole life, right? Yes. What would you say is your favorite dish? Well, okay. Uh, two, two, two part question. Number one, what's your favorite restaurant that you are not directly involved with, if you're allowed to share? And secondly, <laughs> what would be your favorite dish in West Michigan? Wow. Gosh, that that is, right on the spot. <laughs> yeah, that is a tough one. I really like. Um, 40 Pearl is uh, just a great spot uh, that's right across the street from uh, the Ledger building where our office is. And so um, they're gracious enough to uh, let me do some meetings in there, too. So in the afternoons, when I have to meet with members of the team or the, the ownership family, you know, I'd like to kind of uh, have some meetings over there and have lunch and stuff like that. So the food is really good. Uh the chef is, is outstanding. Olivia, the general manager, is, uh, is great. 
great at hospitality. So that's uh, something I, I look for the most is uh, a place of hospitality. You know, how do you feel when you go into the restaurant? Uh, how does the, the, the staff make you feel? Uh, the team members that are working there, how do they make you feel? You know, do you feel welcome? Do you feel like, ah, this is, this is a, a, you know, this is my place, you know? So outside of Uccello's or Urban Fire, um, you know, that's a place that uh, I feel is, uh, just makes me feel welcome and, and feel at home. And, uh, and so as far as uh, my favorite dish, ah, man, you're going to, that, that's a tough one. Um, and it's been, you know, with the restaurant business this past year, uh, there's been a lot of takeout. Yeah, I was about to say uh, takeout so, doesn't do it quite quite justice, <laughs> but it close. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to come back. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll have to have you round two, and you'll have to. I'll put you on the spot round two when we do that one. Um, All right, sounds good. So, quick, quick transition on that. So, you, you've mentioned. So, I know it's Uccello's hospitality group, and then you also just alluded to um, hospitality. So, when does it go from like a restaurant to like the actual terminology of like hospitality? What's like, I guess, from your seat as CEO of a hospitality group, how is that different? than maybe just specifically labeling it like a group of restaurants or, you know, family of restaurants, whatever it may be? Yeah, that, that's a great question, Matt. You know, so in t- typically the hospitality industry, most people will think it, uh, it's, it's uh, you know, the hotel business and, and which includes restaurants because there's, you know, a lot of restaurants that or hotels that have restaurants in them. Uh, so the ha- hospitality is, is uh, mostly associated um, with with the hotel business, um, but when we were uh, deciding what was going to be the entity that uh, that uh, oversaw the the their company, you know, all of our restaurants, you know, what is that entity going to be called? You know, we went, we talked about Uchel's Restaurant Group. We just call it Uchel's Restaurant Group, uh, and. Um, we also talked about Uchel's Hospitality Group and obviously decided to go with that just because simply because hospitality is the, the foundation for our business philosophy. So, um, you know, how, how you make people feel, as I had mentioned earlier, talking about uh, Forty Pearl, you know, it's just a place of hospitality. It's people feel good when they come in, you know, people uh, feel like, hey, this is my place, you know, um, I'm dating myself, but you know, going back to the old cheers analogy, you know, a place where everyone knows your name, you know, that's the place we want to go. Like that's it. You can call that, uh, your spot, you know, this is my place, uh, you know? And so they know me, I go in there, they know what I like to drink. They know what I like to eat. Uh, and, uh, you know, I know the team members that work there. I know the managers, you know, and just, you feel comfortable and, you know, it's a, uh, a place, a home away from home. So, um, you know, that's one of the, the things we focus on uh, from a hospitality standpoint is, um, you know, we, we call uh, people that uh, patron our restaurant restaurants guests. You know, we don't use the word customers in, in our company. We, we call them guests because we treat them like they're guests in our home. Yeah, I like that a lot. And that, that kind of – so there's um, – are there eight restaurants a part of the group that – is that right? Yeah, six Uccellos and yep. two Urban Fires. So what's the you know transition from, let's say I want to open up a, a restaurant in you know Holland or Grand Rapids. What's sort of the transition to opening up a second 
location and or open like owning a second restaurant. Obviously, earlier you alluded to like in order to get, you know, my question earlier was, you know, what do you got to get right in a restaurant to do it well? And you mentioned consistency. But when I go from, you know, I have one restaurant that's doing well, right? So what's what 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 do people not necessarily understand about what it takes to open up that second location? Yeah, that second location is really tough because you could be you could be doing pretty good at your first location and think, um, yeah, I, I can just I gotta have a second location, you know, I'm ready to take the next step. You know, I would always advise everyone to really make sure you're doing better than you could ever imagine at your first restaurant, um, and really leveraging everything you can out of that restaurant you know, your sales, your profitability, uh, and spending all of your time on that before you even consider opening a second restaurant, because now you've doubled your work immediately once you open that second restaurant or even even start to work on it, right? So, um, and, and it just takes, it takes, you know, your focus off of your first restaurant, uh, that if it's doing well, you know, what kind of systems and uh, what kind of team do you have in place to, to keep that one going? Uh, it takes so much more focus and energy and effort to uh, operate, uh, open and operate that second restaurant. And, you know, for some for some companies, for some operators, it, it can be really detrimental and, you know, it could be, you know, a killer that, uh, that takes you down, you know, taking that next step too soon. Whereas, you know, maybe if you could just grow the sales uh, and grow the business at your first restaurant, you could, you could create enough revenue and, and more profitability that, that you could, you know, than you could even uh, do uh, with opening up that second restaurant. So make, making sure you make the right choice is the first, the first thing. Um, but, um, you know, we did, we did that in for example, with Urban Fire, we opened up back-to-back years, uh, two locations, 2016 and 2017. Um, and we learned so much from that first restaurant that we opened uh, in Granville. Uh, and we took all that information that we learned, um, how we could do things better, the design, the layout, um, you know, just maximizing every square foot that you can. and um, and put that to work for us. So one of the things I also wanted to ask you about was um, with Grand Rapids and the greater West Michigan area being so heavily influenced by craft beer, how do you like with such a trend like that, that obviously, you know, is here to stay and super popular. How do, how do you appropriately like stick to your guns and do what you're good at in the restaurant industry, but also like, accommodating that hospitality piece, accommodating what people want. Like, how do you not drop everything you're doing, screw the plan and just pick up the next fad every time it comes versus like, oh, craft beer, like it's probably worth selling some craft beer sort of thing. How, how, do, how have you guys balanced that and how do you do that right? Yeah, it's always difficult uh, to, you know, see the trends that are going on out and around us and not want to jump on everything that's out there. But um you know, we operate on uh, EOS, on the Entrepreneurial Operating System. And one of the things that uh, uh, you have uh, when you're running on EOS is called your core focus. So, you know, we try to just stick to our core focus, which is, you know, just create food, 
and uh, you know hospitality, and um, you know just delivering a, a memorable family experience to all of our guests. So you got to just stick to your sweet spot and not get uh, you know get uh, caught up in in the shiny stuff and the things that are going to try to pull you in all kinds of different directions. And you know I'm not saying we've been perfect at that. You know we've made some mistakes in the past. You know we we opened up a restaurant uh, in downtown called Matzo a couple of years ago and that failed and we went out, you know, we closed it down within less than a year. Um, it just, uh, it didn't, it didn't work and it was out of our, uh, out of our core focus and, and um, what we do best. And so uh, that was a, a great lesson for us to learn uh, to stick to what we do best. I love that. Love that. So for you, with obviously having such an impact in the restaurant industry specifically, you know, ultimately throughout the course of your career, I know you've also taken on a mentoring role, advising role. You've also, you know, served on some boards as well, too. I guess, what is it that you ultimately want to accomplish with your career? Is it specific to restaurant industry or is it broader than that? Um, I think it's broader than that. You know, as you mentioned, um, you know, I have a passion for, for help helping entrepreneurs in the making and um, I'm an entrepreneurial leap collaborator. Um, there's a book called uh, The E-Leap, Entrepreneurial Leap by Gino Wickman that uh, I read and then um, I connected with him and became a, a collaborator. And so just using his materials and to try to help uh, other entrepreneurs in the making decide if they're ready to take the entrepreneurial leap. and kind of give them a jump start and a clear path to, to trying to realize their potential. Uh, so I'm passionate about doing that. I'm helping a couple different entrepreneurs out uh, uh, with, uh, with just that. And uh, so that, um, that means a lot to me and that's uh, fulfilling to me as well. But, um, you know, also still just being, you know, the leader of uh, UChell's hospitality group and helping my team, uh, uh, you know, bring out the best in everyone around me is, is my, uh, uh, what I call my massively transformative purpose. Uh, so anyone I come into contact with and, you know, from members of my family to members of uh, UChell's hospitality group to, um, you know, entrepreneurs, uh, I just want to do everything I can to bring out the best in them and uh, whether it means helping them uh, start or grow a business uh, or focusing, you know, on the people who work with me at UChell's Hospitality Group and helping them become their best and, and become uh, amazing leaders so that they can, you know, continue to help our, our company grow. Those things all are, are, are my passions. And my favorite, favorite question on the planet to ask people is, what is it that gets you out of bed in the morning? And the idea kind of premises, you know, a little bit of what you just answered, but like for you, Chris, what is it that sort of drives you to keep doing what you're doing? Yeah, like I just mentioned, just, you know, my massively transformative purpose, that's what drives me every day is, you know, bringing out the best in everyone around me, you know, starting with my family, you know, helping my kids, uh, you know, become the best people that they can be and, you know, supporting my wife and doing everything I need to, um, to help her become, you know, and be the best mom and, and uh, that she can be and, you know, and just being a really great husband. So that's where it starts with me. And then from there, it, it branches out to all the different roles that I have. So, you know, being the leader of Uchella's Hospitality Group and doing that to my best uh, ability. And, you know, again, 
finding ways to uh, help everyone in our company become better at what they do and, you know, starting with the leadership team. And that's where I, I spend the majority of my time is working with the leadership team at Uchella's Hospitality Group. And um, so, and then beyond that, it's, it's uh, you know, other uh, entrepreneurs and, and just, you know, helping as many people as I can. So that's what, uh, what drives me and, and gets me out of the bed every morning. And so um, that's, uh, that's what I'm passionate about. Yeah, love that. Love that. Well, Chris, for anybody who wants to either, you know, follow along the work that you're doing, or obviously we'll include links to the restaurants as well too, but what's the best way for somebody to get in contact with you or follow any materials from you or, you know, just follow along with what you're doing in life? I would say LinkedIn is probably the best uh, place to connect with me. I'm uh, usually pretty active on that uh, early in the morning. Uh, so, you know, I like to get up early and, uh, at the gym, which nowadays is my garage. Uh, oh yeah, the garage so, gym, way to go. <laughs> <laughs> so I get out there and I'm working out and I'm on, you know, I'm on LinkedIn and seeing what's going on and engaging and posting content and uh, things that I think will be useful to people. And uh, also um, Instagram as well. Those are probably the two uh, most active uh, places uh, that you uh, connect with me. Love that. Well, Chris, thank you so much for being a guest on this podcast. It's been uh, super fun. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of the restaurant as well, too. I'm a, I'm a frequenter. Um, and uh, I just really appreciate all that you do and making West Michigan a good place as well. So You're thank welcome, you. welcome, Matt. It was my pleasure. And I appreciate your uh, coming into our restaurants and, uh, and supporting us. Thank you. Absolutely. Yep. You just listened to an amazing episode on the Matt Baxter Show. It had nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with the guests that I have and the stories that we get to tell and the smack talking we get to have. So if you enjoyed this episode or any of the other episodes that you've listened to, feel free to su subscribe on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcast. Check us out at themattbaxtershow.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at Matt C. Baxter, Twitter, or Facebook as well, too. Uh, I'd love to hear from you, whether it's through an email on the website or whether it's through any of the social platforms. I do my best to get back to people as soon as I can. But thank you again for listening. I hope you enjoy. Feel free to send feedback in any way. And don't be afraid to share the Matt Baxter Show. We're very excited to have you as a listener and hope you continue to listen as well. Thanks a ton. Bye-bye.